Welcome to the Naturopathic Life and Living Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Francis, where I'm going to be talking about all kinds of things underneath the sun, everything that has to do with life, living, and your healthcare. So today I want to talk about the death of relationships. And keep in mind, death is just a change. So it's an alteration. It means when something stops and something else starts. So even if you don't believe in a transformation of the soul to another existence and any of that kind of energy transformation, you never really die kind of stuff, whatever, that's fine. You don't have to. And I'm not telling you that that's what you have to. That's not the topic of discussion for today. What I'm talking about is that when you're the person that's there and you witness the death of somebody that you care about, that changes, it alters, it makes your existence different because you no longer have the capability of having that same kind of interaction that you've been experiencing up until that point of the death of that person, the death of your relationship, the stop of your habit, the thing that you once knew. And so there are all different kinds of relationships that we can talk about that actually die. So you can have a relationship, which is what we commonly think of that is the paradigm of a relationship, meaning interactions with somebody. Typically, when people think about relationships, they think about close personal relationships like a lover, friends, family members, things like that. There's a dynamic relationship. It's something that's a give and take, a back and forth. And even if it's somebody that doesn't seem to be able to give very much, they give a cold shoulder or they give silence or they give something that offers the opportunity for the other person to have an interaction with them, even if it's only seemingly one-sided. You have the kinds of relationships with living beings, lovers, partners, friends, families. You can go and expand it into coworkers. It can also be a relationship with concepts and things. So beyond the typical relationship, partnering, intimacy, that kind of a thing, but you have a relationship with food. You have a relationship with the way that you manage your house. You have a relationship with your diet. You have a relationship with your emotions. So there's there's all different kinds of relationships. A relationship is just a comparison of one thing to another and how that existence takes place. Life is constantly changing and we are constantly, in a way you can think about it as being bombarded with relationships from everywhere. Even people that are introverts have relationships they have to deal with all the time. It's just the distance between you and the things that you have to interact with, right? So even if all you do is sit on your couch all day and watch TV, I mean, you have a relationship with your remote control, right? Because you have to interact with it. And some people might think that's really stretching it, but a relationship is just a dynamic between comparable items, whatever those items can be, whether they're people or animals or a person with a thing or, you know, whatever. You have a relationship with the standards of your job. How do you interact with that? How do you deal with that? And basically it all comes down to boundaries because you end at one point and then somebody else, some other thing begins. And that interplaying place in the middle is where that relationship takes place. It's where that dynamic is. It's the quantum physics of reality, of actuality, of what's happening in the interplay of electromagnetic fields and concepts and again, interactions. So then the relationship is the interdynamics, right? It's the interactions. It's the cause and effect. It's this happens and then that happens. And then how do you deal with it? Right? So kind of like this happens and then you have to deal with it in order to make that happen. It's a decision. It's how you're going to respond, how you're going to interact, how you're going to act. That's the relationship, this thing compared to that thing. So you can't really get away with it. You can't get away 
with not being involved with it. It's just something that happens. It's a basic physics. As one thing happens in an environment, it affects whatever is around it. Any environment you can possibly be in, regardless of what it is, there are always different factors involved. The more you look at it, the more levels you find, the more factors there are that can interplay and cause a response and a reaction. And so sometimes it takes more time than others, but there's always an interplay of the melding of those two different factors if you're only going to look at two of them. So in a relationship, if you're comparing one thing to another, this versus that or whatever, there's going to be a time. Again, it could be relatively short period of time. It could take a really long time for this to happen, but the boundaries blur as one interacts more with the other and they come closer and meld and then they both change as a result of that interaction. And so sometimes this is beneficial, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's trickier than that because there are positive benefits and there are negative aspects that happen as well. So trying to figure out the pros and the cons, whether some relationship is more positive or negative, then that determines whether or not somebody wants to choose to have that conversation continuing. So do they want to have that relationship still? And in a way, when you end a relationship, does that relationship truly ever end? Because unless you can completely go back to who you were before that relationship started, you're forever altered by being in that interaction. So even if it was something that happened once and then for the next 50 years, you remember that chance encounter that altered you for the rest of your life. Or if you were in a relationship for 50 years with somebody and then they pass away and then you always remember them and and your life has been completely altered because of the influence of this other person, regardless of, of how you look at it, whenever you have a relationship, it's never truly over, even if the person never is in your life again. So just talking about interrelational dynamics that way with people, interpersonal dynamics. So yeah, it's a big topic and something people deal with constantly and they're bombarded with relationships all the time and maybe don't even think about it or maybe don't even want to think about it. And it stresses you out so bad that you just go home and drink or you leave home so that way you can drink or, you know, whatever. So coping mechanisms, coping skills, and how do you deal with it? And again, it just, it comes down to boundaries. So how well can you maintain who you are without being interrupted by what you're being exposed to or who you're being exposed to? And how much do you want that to be what happens? So sometimes if it's a beneficial relationship, then one person is learning from the other person, the other thing, like the other encounter, and it's a beneficial thing. Sometimes you're learning things and it's not really something that you think benefits you in the moment, but in time, wow, yeah, learning that thing was really something that helped you in the long run. It just really didn't seem like it at the time. So even things that seem like they are of negative consequence can have a beneficial value to them if you change your perspective on what you're supposed to learn. I believe that relationships, so going to the fact of a personal dynamic between different people and it's an intimate relationship, a lover, a partner, a spouse, you know, you could say best friends as well, but hopefully, you know, that that's all intertwined in there and that you don't give up who you are in order to gain something from somebody else, but that you improve who you are because of the influence of somebody else. And that change will never change. Even if you never see the person ever again, I believe we can look back in those memories. So in a way, it's like that person is still there because they're still influencing you. So they're never really truly gone. That can happen in a good and a bad relationship because some people just can't seem to let go of that negative influence that they were repeatedly exposed to in a bad or unhealthy relationship. 
And when they say time heals all wounds, I think that's kind of what they're talking about is that after you are away from the constant physical exposure of something that gives negative consequences, that you focus on something else, you're distracted by the reality of something else, and then you're not really repeatedly exposed to whatever that negative thing is. So then you don't focus on it anymore. You pay attention to something else. And then those new things are what you pay attention to. So you're not really reliving the past, so to say. You can also be so focused on desires for the future that you're not even really paying attention to the reality of what's happening in the moment. And you might think something is happening that the other person in that relationship has no awareness that's happening. And that's not something that is a reality to them. So the relationship dynamics can be completely different from different perspectives of those that are involved. Basically, what everything boils down to is love, the ability of making love between different people in different situations. And then when I talk about making love, I'm not talking about a physical, intimate kind of situation. I'm literally talking about an aspect of love. I'm talking about interactions, interplaying, sincerity, being vulnerable, being true, being honest, being interactive with somebody. And it's creating a positive, beneficial dynamic that is based on love because love is growth and continuation and creativity and understanding and, you know, all of those kinds of expansive growth, positive, beneficial, making things better kind of synonyms that can be used in this category. And then, of course, relationship is just an aspect of a situation that is causing one thing to relate to another. So going back full circle in that. So, yeah, there there comes a time if it's not something that you think about right now or you've thought about lately or whatever, but there will be a time and maybe it's not going to be until it's your deathbed, but we're going to be evaluating the relationship dynamics and deciding if they honor your boundaries, if they give you what you need, if you are taken care of, if you're allowed to take care of, if you feel like you matter, if you realize that you are treated like you matter to the other person, that's the respect. That's the honoring of the acceptance of individuality. And depending on what kind of a relationship it is, like I said, we could talk about my relationship with food. There's some kind of a nurturing, caregiving, being taken care of, providing sustenance for, being able to thrive, not just survive, but be able to live beyond a, more than just the basic needs of overcoming pain are being taken care of where it merges into being able to provide for and be provided for pleasures. So there is a huge dynamic involved with a relationship with food when it comes to emotions, connections to being taken care of. And that's loving yourself, loving your body, being able to give yourself what you actually need and recognizing that. And then when you can't or you don't or you won't, recognizing what the conditionings were, what the programming that you had when you were little. Everything basically stems back to when you were little and every relationship involving another person is an opportunity to replay those opportunities and situations that did not provide for the needs that you had to then turn around and resolve those situations to solve them again, to be able to come up with a way to have a different outcome. And yeah, I heard all this stuff before, but until I actually saw it and realized it, it never made sense. Of course, if you can't see it, you don't understand it. And that doesn't mean like literally see it with your eyeballs. It means be able to envision something to be able to understand it. If it isn't something you can understand, then it's not something that makes sense. So then of course, it's not something that you're going to be able to adapt with or to for an understanding in your life. So without going into a lot more detail, I'm actually 
at a place right now where I started doing a program that addresses interactions with food and your relationship dynamic with food, the lessons that you learned about it, how you correlate it to being nurtured, all different kinds of aspects. And I'm not really going to go that into it, but I will do another podcast about it once I've completed the program and I'm putting it all out there as a very open kind of concept. So that way, pretty much you have no idea what I'm talking about when the deadlines are or anything like that, because this is something that I'm going to work on on my own. And then I'll share all this information with you. But then also dealing with all of these different concepts and all of this stuff coming up for me, which is what happens when people address the psychological connections to food. It's bringing up other dynamics because it doesn't matter what kind of a relationship you're working on or you're dealing with. The dynamics are still going to be the same because the way that you relate to outside of you, it doesn't matter what the other circumstances are, you're still going to relate the way that you relate. Now, of course, the way that other people or other situations or circumstances relate to you could definitely influence the way that you respond. But ultimately, you are who you are with the conditioning that you have, and you're going to relate outwardly the way that you relate to yourself inwardly, which is the way that other people related to you as you were growing up, because that's how you learned how to relate. So yeah, big, huge full circle and deciding how those things change, how it's beneficial for you, creating those boundaries and being able to be the one that establishes how people treat you and how you want to treat other people. And then of course, having them allow you to be able to do that is definitely something that makes a difference and is a big factor in there. So just keep in mind as you move forward and you go throughout your days that relationships aren't static, even if you think that you don't really have interactions with people on a regular basis. I mean, I've had extremely monumental interactions with people that were very short-lived that have hugely impacted my life, I'm sure as we all do, and provide a huge amount of meaning that quite honestly, I don't know with more interaction and more frequent visiting that it could have been as as monumental. Um, I don't think that the other people involved in situations like this with me were able to handle the intensity of the intimacy, the closeness, the trueness, the rawness, the reality of the interaction, which is why they didn't continue beyond more than what they were. That doesn't mean I don't feel that those are real. I mean, those situations are very, very real for me. And I have no idea how the other people experience them for themselves and if that's even something in the forefront of their mind or or how any of that works. But these are all different things that are common factors when we have to deal with relationship changes and creating new boundaries and understanding relationship dynamics and when things change as transformation and how we can use that to grow and become more and better than what we used to be because of an interaction in a relationship that we've had. So with that, shout out to everyone that I've ever loved, anyone that I've ever interacted with, anyone that has ever heard anything that I had to say that touched them, that meant something, that changed your world and changed your life because we are all interconnected. We are all in relationship with each other and we are all doing that through ourselves. So yeah, know that I love you and hold you sacred. 
All right, everybody, that ends our episode for today. I hope you were able to get some helpful information to be able to live more naturally. So if you like what I had to say today and you found it beneficial or helpful, please go ahead and share. And if there's anything going on where you need to find a naturopathic doctor or for any reason you need somebody to talk to, please go ahead and call me at 586-405-7618. I give a free 15-minute consult to see how well we'll work together. Or you can find me online at canassist.me. That's C-A-N-N-A-S-S-I-S. T.me. This is Dr. Francis saying, enjoy, have fun, and until next time, bye.